We have needs, we have necessities. Allah Ta'ala created these needs and necessities. A person has the need for food, he has the need for drink, he has the need for shelter, he has the need for, as life goes on, he needs to have a partner in life, he needs to get married. Then when he gets married, he has to take care of his wife, then he needs to take care of his children, and then all their needs came. It's an ongoing issue. So he has to take care of his needs. In order to take care of his needs, the beast last says, requiring a halal risk, halal sustenance, is also an obligation. After the other obligations of deen have been fulfilled. In priority, this is after the other obligations of deen. But in any case, we have to go out to seek a halal living. So now there is so many things to do. So this ibadat Allah that has created us for nothing but ibadat, how do we know fulfill this ibadat? There are so many different facets of life. He has to care for his family, look after his business or his job. He has to see to so many other personal needs. So this is the beauty of the life of a woman. The beauty of the life of a woman is that his 24 hours is ibadat provided he makes it ibadat. That every bit of his life becomes ibadat and he makes it ibadat. He has to eat that eating also becomes ibadat, if he makes it ibadat. He has to sleep, without sleeping he can't continue. He'll start off in the morning, carry on till, the, till midnight, maybe push it till the next morning, but till the next morning he'll be collapsing. He'll have to sleep. But he's sleeping also, while he's totally oblivious of everything else. Who comes and goes also he doesn't know. And no more both. He is now in a kind of death. The beast also says that sleep is the sister of death. When a person goes to sleep, like the dead person doesn't know who came and who went. That person fast asleep also doesn't know who came and who went. The person who is dead cannot see. The person who is fast asleep also he cannot see at that time while he's sleeping. The person who is dead, he doesn't know what's going on around him. Many a sleeping person also sleeps so deeply that sometimes some huge commotions happen around him he doesn't know what happened. And some people sleep as good as death. Sometimes a person is picked up away, he's sleeping and moves somewhere else he doesn't know. But in any case, when a person sleeps and wakes up, he's being reminded that you were already like death and you've been given another chance in life. So make good use of this chance in life. Because one day when your eyes close, it will open up in the akhirah. It will open up in the cover. Then it won't open up in dunya. So this short life, even that sleep, he has to know this life is for ibadat, even that sleep can become ibadat. He makes ibadat. He gets married, his whole married life becomes ibadat. But how does this happen? A person has to eat, a person has to drink, he has to sleep. How does it become ibadat? You see, it's this beauty of our deen, that as long as he does everything in the manner that deen has promised, what Allah has commanded us, what the Beast has shown us, then all these things become ibadat. And his eating becomes ibadat, his drinking becomes ibadat, his sleeping becomes ibadat, and 24-7 he is ibadat. So this is 
what is to be worked towards and how we can become conscious of Allah. Allah. Who makes this whole thing ibadat? That person who is conscious of Allah. A person who is conscious of Allah, Allah, before he eats anything, he is conscious of how to eat in the way that the beast starts with his thoughts. Because that is going to bring him closer to Allah. He wants to get closer to Allah, Allah, that is his primary aspiration. He wants to become the true servant of Allah, Allah, that is his primary aspiration. How will you get there? In the footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu Naqshe Qadam Nabi ke raaste Naqshe Qadam Nabi ke hai sunnat ke raaste Allah se bilate hai Naqshe Qadam Nabi ke hai jannat ke raaste Allah se bilate hai sunnat ke raaste In the footsteps of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the path to jannat and the person wants to get to Allah Ta'ala is the way of the sunnat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam This is how you get this is the beautiful couple of words of Shah Chukhtar Sabahtilale, which he summarizes the whole path of how to get close to Allah. To get close to Allah is in the way of Rasulullah. So, every aspect of life is done in accordance to the Sunnah, which is the most perfect way of life. The Sunnah will never change, everything else will keep changing. One time, something that would be regarded as ridiculous, and another time, that will become the rage of the day, that become the fashion of the time. Many years ago, before the so-called wedge hacker was ever heard of, the two levels and so on, somebody had to be told, you cut your hair in this manner. So he would be totally disgusted and say, that, don't you think something wrong with me? Says, is my balance not right? But when somehow it became the fashion, now it seems out of place for some person who is in that mode not to have his hair like that. But then it keeps changing. After a while, that will also change. Then if somebody, when it's out of fashion, somebody has it like that, he becomes a laughing stock. As when Sati was giving us this morning, when somebody was explaining that with the cellular phone just was launched, something totally new. And now that had become the status symbol just to own one. What kind of phone also didn't matter. Though that was like more resembling like a half brick or something. Big size phone. Fills the whole pocket up. But just to have one was the status symbol of the time. And now a person sometimes, because I believe it's very expensive to have, make a call at the time. So sometimes even when there was no call to, he appeared to be speaking on the phone just to show him that I got one. And some people, while we were pretending to talk, started ringing. So, now that was the status symbol. Everybody looked at him in awe. SubhanAllah, this person has <coughs> cell phone. But now, if somebody is child that cell phone, that half break, he'll throw it back. So, yesterday's status symbol, yesterday what was the means of honor. Today became the source of disgrace of the child. My father was giving me this phone. What does he think of me? Yesterday's Islam became today's Zillah. This is dunya. That shiny car that was the rage 20 years ago, and now somebody that his son doesn't want to sit in that car. Even if it is as clean as it was that time, he doesn't want to sit in it. So what has happened? Dunya, this is dunya. Dunya is funny. Dunya is something perishable. It will perish completely one day. How many 
people had built what at that time were monumental structures and were the architectural real masterpieces of the time. Eventually what happened? Over the years and over the centuries it became roads. People now came to see the roads. It became places for people to come and see what a road looks like. So this is Dunya. And Dunya will continue in that manner. And all the things of Dunya will keep changing. And what will be one day today will become the rage of the day. Tomorrow will become the source of people now wanting to just be far away from it. But what will remain constantly is what has come from Allah what has come from the Sulullah that will remain constant. That will not change. Because that is perfect. Everything else is artificial. And artificial things cannot give inner comfort. Artificial things can only give some external comfort for a limited time. A person sees some artificial fruit. It's artificial, but it looks so good, it looks so real, so he looks at it for a while and feels nice. How excellently this has been designed that somebody really did a good job of it. For how long is he going to look at it? As he looked at it for the first time, it's fine. Importantly, we put it as an ornament. How long is he going to look at it? And especially when he feels hungry for the inner comfort, and that is useless. It's okay to just look at it externally. Fine. You look at it for a while. How long? When it comes for internal comfort, he needs to eat, that is totally useless. That artificial thing cannot give internal comfort. So just as that artificial fruit cannot give comfort to the stomach, when that stomach requires food, that is now internal. Likewise, the artificial things that are meant for the comfort in whichever way, can only give external comfort, it cannot give internal comfort, comfort to the heart. Comfort to the heart, that is internal. That comes only in the way that Allah Ta'ala has described in the Qur'an Jari. Allah Only in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala do the hearts get peace, contentment, serenity. This doesn't come from anywhere else. It only comes from the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And what is the zikr? The essence of the zikr is the obedience of Allah. The verbal zikr is required, the verbal zikr is necessary, but the verbal zikr then develops the consciousness of Allah. And that consciousness translates then into obedience, into itaat. That is the essence of zikr. And when that zikr has come in a person's life, then he'll taste this peace. A person sometimes is making liquor also, but at the same time, while he's doing a lot of good things, at the same time, he's finding himself in turmoil, his heart is in turmoil, he just cannot get any peace. So many a times the reason for this is that side by side with that, what a person is doing good, the wrong hasn't stopped, the sins haven't stopped. So it's like a person having the best nourishing food, and he's also taking a spoon of poison. The poison overwhelms. All that nourishing food and the supplements and whatever other good things he's taking, but he's also not stopping the poison. The poison has the overwhelming effect. And now he's at a loss. What's happening? But this is what's happening. Oh, it's like that fish 
the fish is in the water 90%. 10% of the fish is sticking out of water. That fish will still be like a fish out of water. It will only feel like a fish in water when it is 100% in water. So, Kami Itminan, complete tranquility, sukoon, peace will come with this Kamil vigor. With this total vigor. Total obedience of Allah. Now, total obedience does this mean that this person will never ever fall into any wrong by chance also? No, no, we are insan. We are human beings. We are not angels. The proof that Allah Ta'ala has created sinless at the Ambiyari and apart from them are the angels. They are not angels. So we are insan, but that insan who conducts himself in the way where he is making every effort to remain in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And he can slip. He's insan, he can slip. But as soon as he slips, he turns sincerely to Allah Ta'ala in repentance. رَبَّنَا وَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِنْ لَمْ تَخْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Ya Allah, we have wronged ourselves. We have oppressed our souls. So he makes اعترافت بصور He acknowledges his deficiency. He acknowledges his weakness. And he turns back to Allah Taala. When he turns back to Allah Taala in this way, then that bond gets restored with that sincere toba. This is the mercy of Allah. When insan has been created weak, so Allah Taala gave him that manner of keeping that bond intact. But a person who has the ointment which is guaranteed that if he gets burnt, as soon as he applies the ointment, it will automatically immediately come back to order. So because he has the ointment, he doesn't deliberately put his hand in the fire. But I have the ointment. So what harm does it make? I can put my hand in the fire. No, no sane person does this. But by chance he gets burnt, he's got the ointment. Immediately he applies it. So likewise, this ointment of Toba is not so that a person deliberately puts himself in sin. And just blatantly gets involved in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. That is something which is very dangerous. That sometimes leads to the tawfiq of toba being taken away. The tawfiq of toba, the thought of toba also that doesn't cross the mind. Prophet used to often mention one incident that happened in Karate. It was a person who he lived a very, very different life. Muslim person, but his life was unfortunately involved in a lot of evil all the time, interfering with women, etc. doing all kinds of other evils. And many times people went to him, spoke to him, encouraged him. And he would be very abrupt and rude and chase them away. One is a person is caught up in some vice, some sin, and he feels the regret of it. He feels the remorse. What I'm doing is not right. As long as there's that regret, there's still hope that inshallah the door of Toba will open to him. But when that regret has died, and the person actually starts becoming proud over his sin, starts becoming proud over his wrongdoings, starts boasting over it. That's extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous in the sense that then sometimes even the door of Toba also doesn't open to him. When a person starts boasting over his sin, then what's left of Iman? He's out of the body. And if he starts regarding it as correct, then he's been gone. 
So in any case, this person had this kind of life that used to be very abrupt and anybody comes to try to explain to him, try to advise him, chase the person away, and life carried on like this. Actually, he became very ill. And now he was in a state of sakarat. Oh, prior to that, let's say I sent somebody who I knew well, and he, this person was a person who knew the sick person well also. So he please go, whatever it is now, try and make the clean of Toba, at least encourage him to make some Toba. <coughs> so the person went, and now he is encouraging him, giving him some kind of advice, encouraging him, look, make Toba now. These are your last moments now, Allah knows best how long you still got to live. You're already Mehman, the signs are current, make Toba. So the person was still conscious, he wasn't already in the state of Sakarat as it is. And he was talking, he was very ill, but he was conversing, communicating. So he responded to this person and he said to him, that look, I'm able to talk still. I can talk whatever I want to say. I want, I'm in pain, I want something to eat, bring this for me, bring the medicine, whatever else. I'm able to talk all this. But that word you are telling me, that's not coming on my tongue. That what you are telling me, in other words, the toba you are saying. Make toba. Ask Allah for forgiveness. I'm managing to speak everything else. That is not even coming on my tongue. My tongue is locked to that. And he died, passed away in that condition. Allah Ta'ala says, Wallahu yahoolu bayna al-mardi wa qalbi. And when a person, he becomes totally bold against Allah One is the person has the fear of Allah Ta'ala. The Bani Israel, there was a person who was known for his evil. And one day, some girl, out of desperation, she accepted that for a quite a big sum of money, this person was trying to get involved in haram for a long time, but she would never come close to it. But in any case, one day she accepted for a big sum of money. And now when he was about to engage in the haram, she started crying. He asked her that I forced you into this situation. She said, No, I didn't force you. But it was desperation that brought me to this situation. I've never done such a thing in my life. And this is something I totally disgusted about. But it was this total desperation that brought me to this situation. At that moment, the fear of Allah struck me. And he said, Look, you go away from here and take this money also. And then he turned to Allah Ta'ala in repentance. Now he met his whole life like this. But he wasn't, he was conscious that what he's doing is wrong. And there was some spark of fear of Allah Ta'ala. But there was some good in him still, there was some, that this opened the door of Tawbah for him. This incident became the means of him, that night, turning in sincere repentance to Allah Ta'ala. And that happened to be the last night of his life. He passed away that night. Now he had turned to Allah that I let my whole life like this. But today I'm telling to you. In the morning, now the whole, everybody knew what a kind of person he was. Everybody knew the life he led. But the next morning, when the news broke that this person has passed away, people came, they see outside his door is written there. His name was Kifr. In a miraculous way, it's written there, Allah that has forgiven Kifr. 
Now people became very astonished at this. What happened? How did this happen? And then this whole thing came to light that this was the background. And his mother said that he came home and he turned to Allah Ta'ala and cried in dependence. Allah Ta'ala now made it known miraculously in dunya also. Allah Ta'ala forgave him. So the door of Tawbah is forever open. But when a person becomes bold against Allah Ta'ala, boldly now persists in sin, feels no remorse, no regret, doesn't feel like he's doing anything wrong to him. And starts boasting over it. This is a very dangerous thing. Allah Ta'ala creates a barrier between a person and his heart. In the sense that he now does not even think of the right. That tawfiq of Tawbah that's, that's taken away. Now he sometimes, that passing thought, somebody says something to, that too just is a momentary thing and he just cannot get inclined towards any goodness. So the way to turn to Allah Ta'ala is that we never ever deliberately put ourselves in a position of sin. Insan is insan. He can slip. He can slip in one day many times. He can make Tawbah now and he can slip later. The same day also. But provided his Tawbah is genuine. His Tawbah is not that while he is making Tawbah, he is intending to fall again. At the time of Tawbah, he is genuine, he is sincere. Allah, whatever I have done, that was it. I am now never going to do this again. That doesn't mean he has become immune. He is 100%. Allah, whatever. I make Tawbah now, this is it. And Allah forbid if that happens again, he will make the same 100% sincere Tawbah. And this is how Allah Ta'ala has made it easy for us with this. By descending Tawbah was, that a person can still maintain his taqwa, provided that he turns to Allah Ta'ala without delay. إِنَّمَا التَّوْبَةُ عَلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ الَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السُّوءَ بِجَهَالَةٍ ثُمَّ يَتْرُبُونَ مِنْ قَرِيبٍ فَأُولَٰئِكَ يَتُوبُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ Those who fall into some wrong, slip up somewhere, ثُمَّ يَتُوبُونَ مِنْ قَرِيبٍ They don't persist in it. That realization comes. When a person has fallen somewhere, he realizes he's fallen. Then he doesn't delay in Tawbah. He rushes towards Tawbah. And the Tawbah then is not just a by the way Tawbah, a lip service Tawbah. Rabia Basiya, she, is her statement where somebody, she described the kind of Tawbah that, and the istighfar that we make, and she says that, istighfaruna yahtadu ila istighfarim kathir. Our manner of istighfar itself is something we have to make istighfar for. Our manner of Tawbah is something that we have to seek repentance from, that manner of Tawbah. Where it's a lip service Tawbah, half-hearted Tawbah, there isn't really that determination in it. So obviously then that's a half-hearted Tawbah, but that determined Tawbah, where when a person has fallen, now he turns to Allah Ta'ala in a way where like a person has lost his life earnings. What kind of situation, what kind of feeling goes through his heart? His life earnings went down the drain. Major loss. Now he's turning here and there to try and recoup something, try to recover whatever he can. And what goes, what turmoil goes through his heart? One person, some years back this has happened, Maybe 10-12 years back, there was some major 
robbery and very huge sum, very huge sum of his saving the all which he had in his house, everything got wiped out, taken away overnight. And that had such an impact on him, such an impact on him, that a fit, healthy person, he sunk in a depression, he still, Allah Allah gave sihat and afiyat, but somebody just mentioned to me a few days ago, that he is totally skin and bone, can't even walk around, out of that depression. Now that was the impact of what got lost. But whatever got lost in terms of material things is dunya. It's a ni'mat also. And insan is insan, he'll feel the loss. But it is something that will come and go. If it was gone today, it'll come tomorrow also. And what has come tomorrow could go away the next day too. But if a person reached the akhirat in a state of loss, then there's no repair. He's reached the akhirat without having acquired what was required to get through the stages of akhirat, to pass through the test of akhirat. Now it's too late. Now there's no way to make good the loss. So, when a person turns to Allah Ta'ala in complete sincerity, humility, now one is that person will have that fear, that feeling in his heart of that regret, that remorse. Why did this happen? Then it won't just be confined to some toba of the tongue. That will happen, that must happen. But he sincerely repents. He'll take eight rakats, ten rakats of salat of toba. He'll give some sadaqa. Hazrat Abu Talha is performing salah in his garden. Nafil salah. Performing nafil salah in his garden. And in that process, one bird came into the garden and got caught into some tree and started fluttering. So for that moment, his attention got diverted towards that bird. Now this was the Nafil Salah. That attention got diverted to that bird for that brief moment and then that threw away. The attention came back. But he was so grieved over this, that this garden became the means of my salah, of me getting distracted from my salah. So what he did? He gave the whole garden. Now those days, that was the livelihood of a person. That garden was probably sustaining him. Allah knows. Maybe he had other things as well. But it was a very valuable asset. But now this came between me and Allah. Whereas he didn't, he didn't commit anything haram. He didn't fall into any bakru also. That was something involuntary. This, that sound diverted him. And in order to now compensate for that, what he did, he gave the whole garden away in Sadaqah. Now a person gets caught up in some vice, some sin, something became the means of it. That phone dropped him and dropped him again, dropped him a third time. It all kinds of filth, all kinds of vice. But the Tawbah that we are making, we make the Tawbah but we can't part with this. This which is burning us repeatedly over and over again, this fire we want to keep in our pocket. This burning ember has to be in our hand. Getting burned, getting burned repeatedly, but this burning ember we can't part with. The person says, but I have to have it. Why you have to have it? That's it, I have to have it. I can't do without it. So, then when a person is holding that live coal in his hand, he will get burnt again. 
technology is like a double-edged sword, very, very sharp double-edged sword. <coughs> you use it the right way, there's a lot of good, a lot of benefit can come out of it. And the other end can really kill also. Can really kill the person's iman, kill his akhlaq, slaughter his haya, and do untold damage. Can kill his married life, can actually split his marriage apart, and what not it can do and has done. Allah will protect us and save us. So now, if a person has it, it's not a surgeon, that surgeon knows how to use that scalpel correctly. If he's a surgeon, well and good, he'll perform operations, he'll save some lives also. MashaAllah, the surgeon will use it. Or if it's a very sharp knife, not a scalpel, but he knows how to use it, not a child. Then fine, he'll also use it in a good way. But otherwise, if you give it to a child, the child might cut his own hand with it. He might take his own life. Or playfully, he might go and poke it into some other child. Kill that child. So technology can be very useful. And many people use it in a very useful way. But, unfortunately, many of us with technology in our hands, we are still children. Technology in our hands, we are still like little children. The correct use of the technology is still a bit far away from us. So then the safest thing is that we be far away from it. Safest thing is, we be far away from it. Until a person has not, and especially if it has bitten him once, and bitten him twice, now he's playing with fire. He's playing with a very venomous snake. And that can really become a major problem in his life. It can cause death to so many things as we discussed. Imam is at stake. So, this toba that is made, then must now be genuine in all these aspects. That that which caused him to fall, he is now distancing that from him. He's not allowing that to now become a means of falling again. Then the toba will be a very genuine, sincere toba. And when he gains istiqamat on the toba, the temptations will still come. The whispers of shaitan will continue. And if shaitan has succeeded in dropping a person into something once, and especially if it has happened more than once, then those temptations and those wasabis will sometimes continue lifelong. Because shaitan has already succeeded in a particular way once. Now he keeps using that, keeps tempting the person towards that. But that temptation itself is not a sin. That temptation a person is not accountable for. On the day of Qiyamah, he won't be asked the question that why did you experience temptation? Instead, when that temptation came and he crushed it, he trampled it, he did not act upon it, he did not give vent to his desires when he was tempted, and he allowed his heart to break but he didn't break the command of Allah. He has been tempted to now misuse that phone, but he didn't give in. It was a very strong pressure from Udan, but he didn't give in to that pressure. And he felt his heart breaking. But he said, let the heart break. If this heart breaks, let it break for Allah. He broke the heart enough for too many other things. He broke the heart for dunya. He broke the heart Allah for but for haram also. 
Haram, love has broken this heart so many times. Let it break for Allah Ta'ala's love now. And when this heart breaks for the love of Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala mends it with His Muhammad. The things of dunya break, there's some cement, some glue, some thread, whatever else to join it up. And this heart breaks for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala mends this broken heart with the sweetness of Iman. So he allows that to happen. So that temptation now became the means of the fire of taqwa being ignited in his heart. Because the temptation that created that pressure, that created that urge, and he crushed it. This was like burning firewood. So the firewood was pushed into that. In place, he immediately lit the fire and burned it up. He didn't allow it to become a burden on him. So now that lit the fire of taqwa. And that becomes when this fire is, previously there was steam engines only. When this fire of taqwa is repeatedly lit in, then this creates that steam that takes this person at a top speed towards another. This is the greatest ibadah. As Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala Nabi said to him, Ittaqil maharif takun a'bad al-nas. Ittaqil maharif, give up everything haram, you'll become the greatest abid. The greatest worship of Allah Ta'ala, it's Salah is an ibadah, obviously there's no question about missing out any of the Fard Salah, otherwise that itself is haram. To miss out Salah, Fard Salah is haram, so Ittaqil Maharif includes that also, they don't miss your Salah. Don't miss out discharging your zakat correctly. Don't miss out fasting in the month of Ramadan. Don't miss out on your Hajj if it is compulsory. All the other requirements of Deen, whatever is compulsory not to do it is haram. So ittaqil maharim includes all that. But nafil salah, that's also an ibadah. Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif is also ibadah. Zikr, tasbihat, is also ibadah. Wazaif, etc. is also ibadah. Social, helping somebody, social work, etc. is also ibadah. Being charitable is also ibadah. All this is ibadah. But the greatest ibadah is ittaqil maharim. Give up haram. Give up sins. When a person has given up sin, he's in the greatest form of ibadah. Nabi says, Takun a'bad al-nas, you become the greatest abid. So this month of Ramadan has come to teach us the same ibadah. This taqwa is the same ibadah. Giving up all the disobedience of Allah. Giving up everything that Allah is displeased with. And joining this bond with Allah, this relationship with Allah. When this has been achieved, this taqwa has been achieved. So those temptations and those thoughts and those whatever else will continue, but a person keeps defying them. He does not give in to it. That he is continued, that becomes the means of his further progress towards Allah. And more than he can progress with the whole night of Tahajjud, more than he can progress with the whole khatam of the Quran Sharif, and more progress than making dhikr for the whole day, is the progress he gets when he is tempted to commit haram and he crushes that nafs and he doesn't give in to it. He progresses even further. Not that these things should be neglected. This is very essential. And this is these a'mal are where the strength comes, the spiritual energy comes to defy the nafs. The spiritual energy comes from these a'mal to defy the nafs, to defy shaitan. 
But when he defies nafs and shaitan and he crushes that soul, nafs, that desire of the nafs, then he progresses faster than the whole khatam of the Quran. That one haram glance he can cast. He came out of the street and now he's been tempted to look in the wrong direction, look at that woman passing, commit that haram glance. And he put the pressure on his nafs and didn't commit that haram glance. He will get more mood in his heart than the whole night of the Hajjul this is how simple Allah has made it. But there is little bit mujahad. And one ladina jahad ufina lana And a person keeps making this mujahada as well. There's a whole range of mujahada. And included in that is this mujahada as well. That the mujahada against the nafs when it is tempting towards haram. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a topic that we use this Mubarak month in such a way that we are blessed with this wealth of taqwa and we can conduct the rest of our life in this taqwa and we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that condition that we are muttaqi because in awliyahuhu illa al-muttaqoon the friends of Allah ta'ala are only the muttaqi nobody else Allah ta'ala grant us his friendship Allah ta'ala make us his true servants and grant us and bless us with this world of taqwa
you know what the eyes, the deception of the eyes, what the hearts could see, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot hide from you what we did in the darkness of the night, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot hide from you what we did behind closed doors and drawn curtains, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we know what passed through our hearts and minds, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the most forgiving, Ya Allah. You are the most merciful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, your forgiveness is for sinners, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are the sinners, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you shower down your mahtilat upon us, Ya Allah. Shower down your mahtilat upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, shower your mahtilat upon us, Ya Allah. Shower your mahtilat upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you shower the Ummah of Allah, your blessings, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever is happening is due to our Ahman, Ya Allah. We acknowledge that this is all due to our misdeeds, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. And forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, you cool the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, you please him, you are the heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that his Ummah has been forgiven, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Allah, that you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive our family, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Allah, that you grant us an entire Ummah the topic of those A'mal and bring down the Rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that the same as the entire Ummah of those A'mal and bring down the Adam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Allah, that you grant us istiqamah of Deen, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamah of Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us istiqamah of five times salah daily, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us istiqamah of salah with wushu and kubu, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Allah, you grant us the salah with you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Allah, Ya Allah, give us istiqamah of salah with utrachari daily, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us istiqamah of remembering you daily, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us istiqamah of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless us with the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Give us istiqamah of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the chance of nafsa shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are too weak, Ya Allah. Allah, don't leave us to ourselves, Ya Allah. Allah, don't leave us to ourselves, Ya Allah. Allahumma la takinna ila anfusina tarqta'in. Fa inna kaini takinna ila anfusina takinna ila da'afin wa dhafin wa awratin wa khati'a. Allah, 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 Ya Allah, you protect us and guide us, Ya Allah. Allah, protect us and every step, Ya Allah. Allah, protect us and every step, Ya Allah. Guide us and every step, Ya Allah. Allah, guide us and every step, Ya Allah. Allah, 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 Seek us all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. In our life, Ya Allah, leave us to meet, Ya Allah, live the life of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, grant us the sunnah, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the love of the sunnah, Ya Allah. Enable us to live the life of the sunnah, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the pride, the arrogance, the malice, the jealousy, the hatred, Ya Allah. Allah, 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 purify our hearts from all the evils, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your Muhammad, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your Muhammad, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your Muhammad, Ya Allah. Allah, make your love above everything in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allahumma zukna hubbak, wa hubba wa yuhibbuk, wa al-amal al-lazhi yubadhuna hubbak. Allahumma jal hubbak ahabba ilayna, min anfusina, wa ahdina, wa min al-ma'in barin. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, grant us your love, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of Deen, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of the A'mal of Deen, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of the effort of Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept us for the effort of Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, in our last moments, accept us that our generation to come to us for the effort of Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, 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 Ya Allah, use us for the shifat of your Mubarak Deen, Ya Allah. For the ikhlas and afiyah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, 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 keep us in the efforts of Deen, Ya Allah. Take us in the effort of Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, 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 Ya Allah, all those who are seeking to shifai kamila, ahila, mustadila, daima. Allah, remove every trace of the illness, Ya Allah. Allah, give them complete cure and outfit, Ya Allah. Allahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahu Akbar. 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 Allahu Akbar.